every morning. Arabile Gomede and Nastasia Aronsa on Classic Business. Breakfast with MoneyWeb. Cappuccino with the CEO. Cappuccino with the CEO, as we always do on a Thursday, of course, this time around. We're joined by Andrew Bowman, MD of Deal Leaders Africa. We, we generally always chat to you, don't we, Andrew, about an array of issues. But this time around, we wanted to find out about you. How are you doing? I'm very well in yourself, and yeah. thanks very much for the invite. Well, of course, man. But nervous, because now it gets quite personal. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but looking forward to it. Thank you. Don't worry. We're not going <laughs> to ask any too harrowing a detail okay. about your life, we promise. But yes. nonetheless, so... You get into Deal Leaders Africa and you, and you head up the business, of course, headquartered here in, uh, in Santon, Johannesburg as well. What does the business do and why start up that business in particular? So essentially, I suppose in, in broad, uh, from a broad description perspective, we're in mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. We only do sell side. So that's really around we work with owners of privately owned businesses to help them exit. So, you know, the reason we only work with privately owned businesses, and I think we, we've been fortunate to create this niche, is, is selling a business is probably more of an emotional journey than a financial one. So, yeah, I suppose going back through my career and kind of being exposed to the more traditional corporate finance and mergers and acquisition sure. space, I think the, the methodology we've, we've developed over the years and the ability to work with entrepreneurs is, is really what I'm passionate about. And, um, yeah, you know, I always joke we, we started as a deal advisor and you end up like Dr. Phil because it's, it's <laughs> such a roller coaster ride. Um, but, but I'm still blown away by the incredible entrepreneurs we've got in this country sure. and, and how they've built businesses out of nothing. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I suppose it's a combination of qualitative issues and quantitative. Um, but it's also it's a great, I think, skill set to be able to teach younger people. So if I look at our team, there's a lot to be learned in, in, in the, the environment we've built and created. So... So, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's, it's also making a difference. You know, someone, it's about legacy. And, you know, if you've built a great business, you need to, to sell it in a great way mm-hmm. or else it's kind of, you know, not, not really worth it in the end. So you go through making this business work, particularly starting off mm-hmm. in early 2017. Um, you seem to be doing, I'm going to say, fairly well. Um, <laughs> uh, but has this always been the space you wanted to be in? And I, and I only ask that because, you know, nobody wakes up as a young 18, 16, 17-year-old when you have to choose what you're going to do for the rest of your life and say, yeah, yeah, I want to be in charge of mergers and acquisitions and, uh, and ensure that South Africa's entrepreneurs are, are able to sell their businesses off. Yeah, definitely not. I think, I think for me it was, I haven't got all this antique blonde on my hair, um, <laughs> just, you know, w- without a whole lot of failures. I, I was kind of... By default, my father had a textile business when I was still at school, and okay. when all the du- all the duties and, and everything was dropped, we basically lost everything. So I had to do something. You know, mm. I couldn't didn't have money to go study. So I started at the time. It was early nineties. I'm a little bit older than you, and um, <laughs> the uh, you know tourism and things were picking up. So I thought, well, you know, how hard could it be? I'll yeah. start an inbound tour operator, and uh, it was a disaster. So sure. I did that for six years, um, and although financially it was a massive setback, the learnings were exponential. You know, mm. and I learned back mm. then that irrespective of what you do in you know, career, job, title, whatever it may be, it's all about sales and relationships. Mm. So whether you a CFO of a listed entity presenting financial results, you're selling the results. So was that your first job? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, so I see, so, so, but, but I think also what they did was, you know, I think there was still that influence from my parents' generation to get something solid behind yeah. you. So I did like a BCom marketing part-time then, but then I decided 
let me get something behind me. So I did a CA. So I was a lot older than everybody else doing articles. Sure. Um, and I gave myself three years to, to get all that done. So I went that route to, and I'm glad I did. Um, and then one of our clients was Sage Insurance, the old Sage Insurance. Yes. Lived, I worked in New York for two years, came back, joined West Bank. And then I went the corporate route for five years. But I didn't, although it was a great environment and, you know, I learned a lot there, I, it wasn't my thing, mm. you know, and I think from that perspective, it was, I had to go through a process of elimination to kind of end up where did I want to be. Yeah. Um, and then coming out of that, you know, then you, by default, you kind of, I wanted to do something on my own. So consulting, but I think also when you come out of a large corporate, you consult back to large corporates, but you know, in real terms, you're sitting across the table from a CFO and you're telling them, well, you don't know what you're doing, let me help you. Exactly. It's not really popular. Yeah. Um, and so that's how I got more and more involved in SMEs. I did a couple of online businesses. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a hell of a ride, but, but getting to, I think this is really, I've gone through that to figure out what, what I'm passionate about. That's a long time though, to have been doing all of this and finding the passion the right way, the, you know, mm. the path that you will continue Better late than on. never, I guess. Also true. Also definitely true. <laughs> yeah, so if you continue on this pathway, yes. where, where, where does it lead you? Where does it go? And also the influence then from your parents, mm. what was that like? Yeah, you know, I think I was very close to my mother. I think she, um, she, it was about resilience, you know, and I think it's, if I look back over the last 20 years, mm. you know, everyone's got a cross to bear, you know, and I yeah. think it's, it's, um, what I have learned is there's nothing that isn't insurmountable. So I learned incredible lessons from her. Um, my father was an entrepreneur, um, but unfortunately, you know, with that, you know, sometimes the knock is so hard that you yeah. don't really recover. Um, but yeah, and, and I think it's also it's about ownership. You know, I think it's if you go through particularly, I think most entrepreneurs can, can resonate. You've successful and the next day it's gone, you know, and it's not to take things for granted, yeah. to always have gratitude and, you know, get knocked down seven times, get up eight. You sure. know, that's the difference. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, my mother always gave me a great example. Like when things do go wrong, which they will, you know, you've got two choices, you know, go into the corner, get into the fetal position and have a nervous breakdown. I think that's why I want to I wanna, I wanna yeah. just nag you perhaps on yeah, that yeah, yeah. point. And, and maybe, maybe it gets a little personal from no, here. But, but this question is really about if your business was to fail today, mm, mm. what do you then do? Well, you know, I think it helps when you've had a few failures in the past, but, yeah. but it's, it's about perspective, you know, and I think the, luckily enough, and unfortunately, it only comes with time. The first thing always is try to look after your people, you know, and I mm. think that's because it's bigger than you. I think, you know, when you employ one employee, you're playing with people's lives. So, yeah. you know, trying to obviously, if, if, if the rug gets pulled out from, from under you to try and minimize the fallout, I think the starting point is also own it. You know, whatever goes wrong, sure. there's creditors, there's whatever it may be. You know, most people are level-headed. So, so own it, take it on the chin and, and look for a solution. It may be messy or not. Then it's regrouping, you know. And, and I look at a couple of the times where I took the knocks. You know, you also, ego is a killer. You know, so if, you, if I give you a business card and there's a title on it, doesn't define who you are yeah. and tomorrow if you've got responsibilities and there's creditors to pay you've got to generate something and i look back over the years and some of the the work i've done was you know if you were to look at it from the outside it was like whoa it was really really low level work sure. it didn't matter it had to be done mm. you know and i think it's i think activity is critical because if you just sit in a room and feel sorry for yourself you you know you, it's like a downward spi spiral and um yeah, so I think it's it's always to try and keep perspective. It's don't get me wrong, it's not easy, but mm, um, keep not. yourself busy and yeah. keep looking. And if you know why something went wrong, you know, 
bring out version 2.0 and do it better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, look, it's it's very easy to sit here and and yeah, make almost make it. Um, and hindsight is great, right? Mm. So in hindsight, now you'll you'll look back and think to yourself, oh yes, I could have done this, I could have done that, I should have done this. Uh, any regrets? No, you know, I've been asked that a lot. Um, I think everything happens for a reason. You know, I think if you, I mean, sure, there's. You know, you ask yourself the question, I think, like, what happened if I did have the opportunity to yeah. qualify earlier and all of that? And the trajectory would have been different. But I think as a person, your DNA is still the same. So this would have been 20 years in a corporate environment thinking, what do I really want to do with my life? Mm. Um, no, you know, I look back on everything, you know, be it, be it I'm divorced and remarried. But, you know, I got a, an amazing child out of my first marriage, sure. you know. So, so you've got to find the, the positive stuff. And, um, and I think it is about learnings. And, you know, regret, yeah. ugh, regrets are a waste of energy, I think. Okay. Mm. So, Andrew, I have to uh, get to the latter end of, of the interview. And this oh. is the part of that, that I love the most. Tash is not here, unfortunately, mm-hmm. to orchestrate it for me. But it's the part really just about you and sports. Okay. Now, sadly, <laughs> yes, we're already, you know, we're, we, we, we're good mates. We, we, yeah, we're yeah, all right, all good, right? Yeah. But this determines just how close we stay. Okay. All right. So, in, in terms of soccer, cricket, rugby, your favorite sport? Yeah, I'd probably say rugby. Okay. Yeah, I like, okay. I like rugby. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I'd probably rank them rugby, cricket, soccer. You know, okay. Think, yeah, so... But but I must say I don't I watch a lot less sport than I used to. Of course, um, no, no. You I mean you you have a whole business. No, no you, you do. No, I do, I do. And I, I think you know I think what's also been you know, so to create time to keep learning. But yeah, I enjoy I enjoy rugby. I um yeah, and, and interesting enough, I watched the the Australian Open final the other day. You oh, know, so I'm not a huge. That's awesome. Yeah, so, so it was. Who are you rooting a, for? That's also very critical. Yeah, there I is was, a right answer, I must say. I know, I know, <laughs> and I, I'm scared. I was, I was rooting for the gentleman who won. No, uh, yeah, no, you can't root for no, Djokovic. I know, you know what? I was actually rooting for Federer, to be honest. Before that, of course, okay, makes but, sense. Yeah, no, but I do like Nadal's watch. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, and I think, I think it's awesome. Very but I, you know, it's, it's it's an interesting thing also because I. Um, it's it's the context in which you watch it, you know. Yeah. So it doesn't define one's life, and and not, um, yeah. but it's good. And I just find the the dedication and 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 how the guys train. So is does amazing. that make you a sharks boy? No, no. Okay. So so I do live in Umschlange now. Yeah, I'm from Joburg, but I'm a Stormers boy. What? How did that work out? <laughs> it was my dad's influence, unfortunately. So, oh. but if I were to rank it, it would be Stormers, Lions, Sharks. <laughs> I guess friends, I'll, take I I'll, yeah. take, I'll take it. I'll we take it. I'll take it. Andrew, yeah. really, really appreciate your time, but all the best with the business Thank as you very well. Much. Uh, and and I really hope to to see it go even further. And of course, we'll bring you back into the studio. Now to always, speak and all the best to you and the more. team. Yeah, you're doing yeah. amazing work, and and I'm wishing you a very successful 2019. Thank you so much, buddy. All the best, and we'll chat again very soon. That's Andrew Ballman, who's the MD, the managing director of Deal Leaders Africa, and that was this Thursday's Cappuccino with the CEO.